Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, change makers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. What up, guys? I'm Lisa. And I'm Emily, and we are the Conscious Collaboration Podcast. What up, Lisa? What up, Emily? How you doing? I'm so good. How you doing? Good. It's been a long time. <laughs> so long. We've been talking for like an hour. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about uh, a topic that I kind of found scrolling through Instagram, which is a way that Lisa and I like to get inspiration sometimes. We just kind of like to see what people are talking about. And of course, I follow a fair amount of fitness accounts. So I saw an infographic that got me pretty hype. And, and uh, you know, basically it was about um, normalizing, bringing your kids to the gym to watch you strength train. Uh, or, you know, in whatever environment um, that you consistently work out. And, you know, it got me thinking, like, a lot of people, and trust me, of of all people, you and I get this, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the tendency, especially for mothers, is to kind of um, get in self-sacrifice mode for our kids and really sacrifice our own personal um, health and fitness uh, in the name of, you know, whatever, be it working enough jobs to, (laughs) to make things run or, you know, carting kids around from practice to practice or the innumerate amount of things that make you crazy busy as a parent, especially a single parent. But certainly all parents um, have a goal of their children prioritizing their own health, right? Because, you know, we have them for a certain amount of time, we can teach them, but once they're on their own, I mean, you know, it's just, Think about anybody you know that that you've watched, you know, kind of tailspin uh, health-wise. Like how how painful would that be to watch your kid do that? So, like I said, we all have this goal of of our kids prioritizing their own health. Well, kids emulate everything that we do. That's how they learn what's normal. That's how they learn how to do life is by watching you. So. The only way that I can see to ensure to the best of your ability that your kid prioritizes your their own health is to prioritize your own health, right? Mm-hmm. And do it in front of them and talk to them about it, right? And this, so the topic starts with exercise, with working out. And of course, like there are logistical things when you're talking about gyms and lifting weights and things like that. And whether yeah. they have daycares or, you know, whether they allow certain ages on the floor, but, you know, there's all sorts of ways that people, um, get in their exercise. And so, um, you know, you, you bring the kids, Mm -hmm. uh, to come, come work out with you 
in the studio um, from time to time. And I've got other clients that do as well. And I think that especially for mothers and daughters, when you're talking about like body image issues and things like that, when as a culture, we've pretty much normalized mothers, you know, um, having their own body image issues in front of their daughters. What if we could flip that script entirely, uh, you know, and turn exercise into and and expanding that out into like any good habit that you can think of for personal development, health, fitness, mindfulness, wellness, what have you, um, normalize those things in front of your kids. Let your yeah. kids participate to a age appropriate level. You know, yeah. to them. my mother always talks to children, even little children, babies, two year olds, like yeah. they're adults. And her thing uh, was more <laughs> political, but <laughs> she always tells a story about how, like, when I was five years old in the grocery store, and and I could I read somebody, uh, David Duke, for governor of Louisiana shirt, and he was not to get political, but you know he was a former KKK grandmaster, so I think most of us who probably listen to this podcast can agree that that's no good. But anyway, she she always laughs about how when I was five years old, I'm pointing at this guy going, mommy, doesn't he know that David Duke is a bad man with dangerous ideas? So, I mean, I talked to Olivia about protein and how it's the building block for muscle and all the tissues in your body and how it helps you heal and be strong and, um, you know, all those kind of things. We can talk about uh, our morning routines, our cold showers, our meditations, our walks, uh, you know, doing feng shui on a space, mm-hmm. all these things that we either sacrifice for our children or how we perceive to be for our children or we just kind of do it as a separate thing yeah well I mean and I definitely hear a lot of those um, excuses out there too because I'm a member a lot of local mother groups and that type of thing too I'm connected into that community as well as um, entrepreneurs and small businesses And those interlap a lot. And what I hear, especially in those that are CEOs of their own businesses, um, a lot of those are single parents as well by some strange coincidence. But um, there's, there's a lot of that talk of, well, I used to do this before, um, before I had kids. And when I had time Mm -hmm. and I had a little bit of that story myself, you know, there was a different way that I was. And when I had more free time before the businesses and before the kids, you know, my life and my routines looked a little bit different, Um, you know, in terms of, I think my story is I used to run half marathons. I used Mm -hmm. to do hot yoga several times a week. Um, And those, you know, weren't conducive, but I was able to, get into new routines that, um, you know, adapted in which, um, you know, luckily, you know, I'm really grateful that you allow me to bring my kids to work out sometimes when they're home from school on holidays. So I'm not sacrificing 
my dedication to maintaining my fitness and my mental health and, mm-hmm. and and they see that and they, you know, they very easily adjusted, got used to the environment. And now when I say like, Hey, you're coming with me to the gym, they are immediately like, okay, we're going to practice working out right now. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like they're doing homework and prep for the gym, you know, they'll get the, <laughs> their little bands out and the kettlebell out and, you know, they're looking forward to it and they watch us and Mm-hmm. Little kids are always watching and observing. And even before we even realize they're paying that much attention, it becomes something that they aspire to, to be in their mm-hmm. own, like that's, that's their, their normal that they witness. Um, yeah, absolutely. And even there's, you know, some really great, like home program options with, you know, limited equipment, like just prioritizing, um, you know, that fitness, keeping fitness incorporated into your life, no matter what the circumstances are. And, you know, I read, I read another, um, quote the other day that was like, the best time to start is when you're too busy. (laughs) Cause then no matter, you know, what the ebbs and flows bring you, like you will have learned to fit that in and prioritize that regardless of how much is going on in your life. So did any of the infographics say, like you said, the biggest excuses that people came up with were having children? That that's just, was, well, that's just that's anecdotal fine. to me. Like, yeah. it, you know, and that goes for anything, not necessarily just working out like that, that self-sacrificing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything like your own health, like, and you, you know, you get, you think that that's a sacrifice that you're making for your children. But again, going back to that, like, well, how can we ensure that they continue to prioritize their own health, even when they're not under your charge anymore? Like if you have, you know, modeled that example of completely letting yourself go in the name of them, mm-hmm. that that's what they (laughs) that's what they know that's what they've seen that's what they've normalized and that feels um that's sad ineffective for everybody involved because then you know you end up in this place where you've got an adult who's used to (laughs) having someone you know sacrifice everything for them and who hasn't seen a normalized, prioritized fitness, health and fitness regimen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it also, as we talk a lot about aligning our minds and our bodies and, and our businesses, when you're not able to create that structure and maintaining your health and wellness, Um, you know, as we talk energetically about that being the hub of all the energies that speaks to having issues with foundations and Mm -hmm. and maintaining foundations. And that will translate into your business. So if you don't, if you can't create that, those boundaries and structure in your own self, um, just think about how that will trickle into your, your business, your relationships, Um, you know, really, um, it just shows uh, a lack, again, a lack of self-worth. Yeah. I mean, and 
both raising children and running a business are physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually very trying and exhausting and around the clock. And, you know, it requires for longevity, it requires a durable, strong, and resilient body to, you know, show up day after day and end up on top and not just in like constant grind mode and burning out. Yeah. Cause that's not good to emulate to your kids either. Yeah. If your I body know. ain't strong, you will burn out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know there's, um, you know, as we talk about the importance of being fully nourished and keeping our cups full so that we can mm-hmm. provide our services fully is really important. And that's become part of like, even the conversations that I have with my kids, like when we're taking our walks and we increase those as it's getting nicer outside. And you've, you know, you've been working with me on my, um, you know, on what I'm on my nourishment and what I'm intaking. And I've been adjusting my exercise there as well. So I've been adding on some additional walks there. And when I'm walking with the kids, you know, we have a lot of that conversation and I say, you know, we're taking these long walks so we can all stay healthier longer. We'll be able to play longer. Um, we'll be able to do more fun things together. And so that kind of language shows up. Like, I don't even have to start that conversation anymore. I hear my daughter who's seven, talk to her brother who's four and she tells him, we, we need to take our walk because if we take our walk, then we're going to be healthier and then we're going to be able to do more fun things together longer. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it wasn't even something I had to put that much effort into, but it's right. that like carrying the torch kind of energy that, that legacy creation that's so important as we're talking about building sustainable success that we can, you know, spill onto our families and and those around us. Right. It's really kind of, I mean, I've, I've said this in different ways before too, like taking care of yourself is really a collective duty. It's not, you're not just self-sacrificing when you self-sacrifice. And that's because in part of this dynamic where we're raising you know, the next people in society, the people who are going to take care of us, which is we're aging. And, and um, so we're responsible for how they view health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Collectively, yeah. as a society, we're responsible for building a healthy generation. And ideally, you know, you like to sort of look back at the mistakes of our generation and previous generations and like do it better. Right. Yeah. They don't need to repeat the same mistakes that we've gone into. Um, you know, especially since now everybody has their devices and their TVs. And I mean, I'll be the first to say my kids spend a a lot more time in front of, um, the TV than I did when I was growing up. Um, but you know, i I am aware of that and I do make a conscious effort to get them outdoors and encourage them to go out and play. And I will say though, it's a, it's a different world right now. You know, 
letting your kids go out and play in the yard um, where we live in a very congested you get in trouble for it. Yeah. You get in trouble for it. Like, Hey, I'll get a phone call. Like, Hey, you know, your kids are outside. Like, yes, I can see them. I'm, I'm on a meeting call and I'm letting them play outside the window and I can see them, but thank you. You know, it's, it's, there is a concern for that. It's a different world and there is a different. Although you know what's funny about that is that statistically it's, it's actually not nearly as dangerous as it was for us in the nineties and the eighties, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, it, like it's, it seems that way because of our instantaneous access yeah. to news and what's happening everywhere in the world. And the media is so happening. dark. Yeah. Like, are... like people aren't getting kidnapped more or, right. you know, um, than, than they ever were. And we, we saw that the other reel that was like 90s kids and how we would literally disappear for hours just like going on a bike ride <laughs> okay right. bye. and you'd and make it we back <laughs> where we were we were in questionable places construction sites and stuff right. <laughs> like creeks with water moccasins i mean <laughs> you come you know, back you're like it, i just it, battled a badger and <laughs> oh i fell I out of a pine tree a <laughs> i didn't but kind of okay so like you didn't, did you live near wooded areas when you were growing yeah, up? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a couple different times. Um, the water moccasins. Did you ever find like, this is something we would do. We would play in the woods and we would find like the pre-made, like, like, you know, the, the hutches or like the thatched, you know, places where badgers and like small animals would bury into for winter and we'd be like that's a pre-made fort and we would put snow on top of it and everything yeah that animal could come back it could have been a bear I don't I didn't live in bear country but I was in Louisiana so not that it's none of yeah that. the wildlife resonates yeah, a little different but <laughs> I did have a couple seen. years in Michigan where we had woods behind the houses but I just remember um oh god this is horrible we would like we would like get snapping turtles with hot dogs. No, <laughs> they're like the closest. That's, so, that's so unnatural. <laughs> yeah, poor poor turtles. Yeah, but you can't do that now. You can't. You can't. You can't do that. And I, for you know, for what it's worth, like it would absolutely have a full blown anxiety attack. Like letting olivia go even though you know i do understand all that about how it's safer and everything like no way <laughs> right <laughs> yeah if if i i let the kids walk you know a good distance ahead of me if we're in a safe place and i can see them um and let them do their their wandering but it is it is a different world and the media is very dark and paints only the dark pictures sometimes um, well and, but- and and now you've got the other people sort of you know not minding their own business. Right. Um, <laughs> the watchers. Maybe, you know, good intention. Oh, you know, let me save the children. But like, I'm right here, bro. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I can see I'm my kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is it is nice. I get it. It's out of kindness. People want to make sure the kids are safe and their mom. Sure, sure. And it is that, again, society, society kind of collectively helping to raise the kids. But there's also, you know, there's lines. There'd be lines. Yeah, yeah. When people try to tell you what you need to do. <laughs> right, right. 
And it's I imagine, you know, it's different. You, you need know, to take them kids to the gym. That's what you need to do. Yeah, bring them to the gym. <laughs> Let them see what you're doing. Let them practice with the little weights. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. Um, Yeah, internationally, too, as we're being examples for the kids, we came across that reel from Japan where... The kids are on um, a metro and they're just running errands by themselves. They're just running around the city. Yeah, yeah. The kids, the kids are given a very high level of independence, very young. And as, there was the thing about the yellow hats, like really small yeah. children wear yellow hats so that people, because there's like a collective trust somehow that that you know everybody agrees that it's their responsibility to to take care of the kids so they you know kind of all eyes keep all eyes open and and make sure that they get from place to place and that they're I mean safe. I don't know how true it is but the caption said the 3 year olds are wearing yellow hats like the newbies yeah. that are out on their own and they're just going mm-hmm. around the city and they're sent out to pick up you know groceries or or whatever for their parents that probably are pre-ordered and the, and the child just gets you know gets on the bus or or That'd be amazing yeah. <laughs> I could have sent Olivia to the store when she was three, like, go pick up my groceries. <laughs> right. But I mean, like, so like, <laughs> yeah. is like to identify this, you know, this small child's their first probably time out around, keep an eye on them so they're not like, you know, if they look confused or stuck or stopped, maybe someone helps them. I wonder how true that is or if that right. was created in the story. And it could just be created. But I love that concept still. Um, and you know what, I'm sure that there's difference all over the world. Um, and what we experience here is very, very different perhaps, um, in terms of really like some children don't know what their parents do for work or what their daily routines look like. And if they're home for school for an extended holiday, because of, you know, the schools are closed and there's no childcare, um, then they might say, well, I'm not going to go to the gym. I'm not going to, I'm going to clear my calendar of work and just stay home and, and watch the kids mm-hmm. when the opportunity is okay. You know, you are my apprentice for the day. Let's, you know, come along with me, come mm-hmm. to my meetings, come to the gym with me. Um, and they can have exposure to that reality. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, one worse, you were talking a lot about self-sacrificing too. And there's a lot of, um, for for a kid to see that, and it made me sad when you were saying like a, when when a mom might be saying, "Well, I can't do this because of you. Like, I can't go to the gym because of you, or I changed, I gave up this because of you." And the child is watching you like let yourself go, or your light get dim because you're not doing your hobbies, you're not 
exercising and they might internalize that as like, well, it's my fault that my mom's. And the cycle just continues. Like, you know, things slowly deteriorate, your energy gets lower and lower, you know, blood pressure gets higher. (laughs) Yes. It gets worse. You might have a shorter fuse when you're. Right. Oh, absolutely. Mood, mood issues. And, you know, before you know it, you're, you're in full-blown health issues. I mean, self-sacrificing is, I think, I think, I think that there's some like extreme cases where it is like the valiant thing to do for your children. Like, like, when you're talking about like life-saving stuff, mm-hmm. but overall, like self-sacrificing is actually a toxic behavior. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's, it's very low vibration. Um, it shows a lack of self-worth and self-love. Um, and there's a lot of, like you said, it's something that's carried down through the generations perhaps. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that's, you know, it's, it's a very sad thing to be in. And when you are in those lower vibrations of, you know, think about when you're self-sacrificing, there might be some shame attached to that. Like you're constantly reminding like, oh, I'm letting myself go. I can't, you know, and, and of course, like as business owners and, and parents too, we often have that dilemma of like, can I do it all? Like, can I be a hundred percent at everything? There's I mean, no, <laughs> right. But, I mean, but you can do your highest percentage, right. At your strongest. Right. I mean, that's going to be more productive in everything yeah. you do. You will be more alert. You will have more energy. You will feel better. You'll, your digestion will be better. Like exactly. everything's better when your body is strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, and your mind too. I mean, what that does to yeah. you internally, I, I mean, when you are self-sacrificing and putting aside the things that make you happy and just getting into like that apathy, yeah, um, you know, and then there's a lot of guilt attached to that. And we've talked before in episodes about the concept of ho'opo'ono, you know, the Hawaiian prayer of forgiveness to yourself. And that's used a Mm. lot to like forgive, you know, you can, you can forgive yourself and therefore back going back generations um, of that recognition of, of yourself, like forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself first. Mm-hmm. Love, I, think love um, I think that's a collective, like energetic theme right now that I've heard and, uh, YouTube readings and stuff too, is, is really closing up like, um, generational karma. Yeah. Those generational loops, like this is the mm-hmm. opportunity to, to show, um, you know, your children that, you can, you know, you, you can, you you're going to have obstacles and things aren't easy. And yeah, sometimes you're not going to have childcare and things aren't going to go your way, but that you can be adaptable and pleasant and still fill your cup in some way. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, thanks for letting me bring um, Benjamin to the gym. He had a good time and he yeah, came home. And while I was on he my was, Zoom call, he was killing it on the, on the bands. Yes, he, he came home and continued his working out, but then he also ate a tube of chapstick, which probably canceled that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But I mean, kids will be kids, but you know, they are looking forward um, after school since it's lighter, longer, favorite time of year, you know, doing their walk to the park. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like a game for them, you know, like count, it's like a treasure hunt that we do. And we count all the butterflies on the way and we talk about things and work through and process things. But they know that's part of a healthy habit. Like they look forward you're to getting that. your nature in, you're getting your sunlight in, mm-hmm. a little grounding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's happier. And then then they sleep longer, which is great for me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. Your kids will sleep better. <laughs> that's the secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if so if anybody is feeling like they're in this pattern and, and we've all been there, I've, I'm certainly going to raise my hand and say, I've been there before. I've said before, you know, this is something I used to do. I used to be um, active in half marathoning and training every day and having these types of routines. Um, you know, it's okay to, you can give yourself a path, a pass on that. Um, and forgiveness that maybe you did let some things go, but you can redirect it and channel it and think of ways that you can include your kids. It's a shame that not every gym or studio lets you bring your children. But my motto is if you didn't sign something that you can't bring them, like do it until they tell you to stop. It's for forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Give it a try. You know, see, um, you know, see what they say. They might be okay with it. Um yeah, ask. Well, the more we, we normalize it as a society, the more likely that gyms will lean more in that direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, too, they'll start to recognize that kids are having accountability and they're being respectful and safe, you know, learning what, you know, I know when I bring mm-hmm. the kids, you explain to them, you know, the radius around equipment and... Right pick up things and it needs to be intentional when you're picking up things and you could right. hurt yourself. Just like anything if they're not exposed to it how are they going to know you know they're going to lose their freaking mind if, if when they go and <laughs> see all this equipment but if you let them you let them come in and you show them the ropes and you teach them stuff and you normalize that then you create yeah. safety too yeah so if anyone out there is feeling like they fell off the wagon in terms of maintaining themselves and you're hearing this at the exact right time, which is normally what we hear from those of you who are listening and writing into us is, is it just happens to, um, you know, you happen to tune in the exact right time that you need to hear something. I hope this is the case. Um, first allow yourself some grace and send yourself some forgiveness and then start thinking of ways that you can change your habits and start sharing more your beliefs with your children and including them in fitness. And Emily, do you have any tips to add to that? Um, well, I mean, get creative. Um, get creative. When uh, Olivia was a newborn and I was like, all right, like I got to get moving, you know. Um, I had a jogging stroller. Mm-hmm. I would half jog, half walk. At any opportunity I got, bring her out to the beach. It had this nice big, big wheel that I could like kind of push her on the beach. And that's how I started moving again. And I, I did a lot of home, a lot of home workouts and just had her in a, you know, some kind of holder plop down next to me. If you need to pause and, you know, go attend to something, you can do that. 
Uh, I know, I know it's a big shift. I know, you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily a fan of working out at home that probably changed that did change to a large degree during COVID when people had to do that. But, um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of great things that you can do with very little space and very little equipment. Um, I'll be coming out with a uh, subscription and a, a one-time program home gym, low equipment uh, version via Iron Yogi Fitness uh, very soon, actually. And um, yeah, so just just get creative and um, mold your workout program to your life rather than the other way around. That's how you ensure sustainability. That's how you ensure that you can be consistent and that you can show up and show your kids how it's done. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can't wait for your program to come out. I know you've been working hard on it. Like I think mm-hmm. that's the important part of it that you're able to show examples and then describe them and then build it into a way that's easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll really resonate with people that are listening right now. I'm really struggling. So for sure. Fancy equipment is fun and, you know, you can do a lot of different and, and, uh, you know, cool things, but I, I actually enjoy, um, the challenge of getting a little more creative with it and, uh, using a very small amount of equipment and space to create great results. I think that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, not the, that's your, um, as we were talking, my idiot. <laughs> your idiot. You found idiot your idiot genius. <laughs> your idiot genius. I yeah. love it. All right. Well, this has been a good one. I'm inspired and um, I'm so happy and grateful that you've been helping me instill these types of uh, lifestyle practices in maintaining my health and wellness. And that helps my mental health and in my career and also with the, with the children, because I think you know, they're going to grow up to be healthy and just know like, Hey, you know, are my parents, um, you know, they just, they live their lives in a very healthy way and they'll continue in that. Mm-hmm. So, thanks. Thanks for doing Word. that word. Mm-hmm. So if this is something you would like to continue sharing with us, your challenges or techniques that you found to work into your lifestyle, you can connect with Emily and I, and all of our friends in the conscious collaboration collective on Facebook and you can find the link provided in the description and all the other ways that you can connect with us there. Mm-hmm. It's been fun, Emily. Thank you. Always. All right. Talk to you in five. Bye guys. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at conscious collaboration podcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.